0: Hi, I'm Elena, a functional nutritionist and gut health practitioner. Through personal experience, it has become my life's purpose to help others radiate their light through wellness. I want to help you evade burnout, revitalise your energy, boost your mood and calm your mind so that you can have a strong presence with loved ones, increase your confidence and enjoy life to the full. The best part? By supporting the women of today, I contribute 10% to the education of the women of tomorrow. With a new world of technology enabling work and personal life integration even more, there has never been a time where conscious effort and prioritization of our wellness has been this important. That's why I'm committed to support you in your gut and wellness makeover. With dedication and can-do attitude, anything is possible. So let's dive in. Often we experience constant stress for a period of time. This is known as chronic stress. And if not managed appropriately, this can then lead to burnout. Unfortunately, we hear of friends, colleagues, experiencing burnout quite often. So, in today's episode, I have a very special guest with me as we would like to delve in deeper to the topic of burnout. Introducing you to Dr. Amy Novotny, who founded the PABR Institute with the mission to provide pain, stress, and anxiety relief to those who seek a naturalistic form of treatment when other treatment methods have fallen short. She has co authored two Amazon number one best selling books. Don't Quit, Stories of Persistence, Courage and Faith, and Success Habits of Super Achievers, which shares her journey on how and why she developed the PABR method. She also co-authored Wall Street Journal bestseller from WTF to OMG with a little LOL, Unpacking Entrepreneurs' Hidden Lessons. Welcome to the Gut and Wellness Lifestyle podcast, Amy. Thanks for having me
1: on, Elena. I'm excited to be here and share and you know just be a hopefully
0: a benefit to your audience. Oh no doubt absolutely it's lovely having you thank you so much for taking the time. I want to kick off um, just for the benefit of the audience Um, if you could based on your expertise define how you would define burnout based on your expertise and how does the body show up when there's burnout? Sure so for me burnout
1: is when You start having symptoms in your body as a result of being overworked, overstressed, um, and in a state where you mentally and emotionally don't feel the joy of life anymore and what you're doing. So that shows up in the body many, many different ways. It can show up as digestive issues, sleep issues, emotional issues like irritability. It also shows up in your nervous system. The one that I'm talking about is your fight or flight nervous system where it gets so ramped up and that affects all of the rest of your organ systems and it really causes problems. I mean, it can even show up as cardiac issues, lung issues, breathing issues. There are so many ways that burn up shows, burnout shows up that it really impacts people. And often they don't see the signs coming until they're in some type of crisis where their digestive tract, maybe you have diarrhea all the time or constipation or some type of chronic pain or even other illnesses where their hormonal system gets off. So it is a real problem because society right now is push, 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 and we're working hard to, you know, succeed or make a name for ourselves. So it's a real phenomenon.
0: You know, I, I personally totally relate because one of the reasons why I decided to become a nutritionist is because I personally experienced burnout myself and where stress hits me is right in the gut. As soon as I have uh, consistent stress, experiencing consistent stress in my life, I, I start to get digestive issues and that's my, It's at least I now have the awareness, that's my huge sign of stop, <laughs> rejuvenate and then keep going. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that you came to
1: that and now you're trying to help other people avoid that. So kudos to you for taking
0: action and now helping others. Oh, thank you. I think what you're doing is amazing. So thank you. you. And so based on all of that, what do you think are some of the mental and emotional repercussions of burnout? So
1: mentally and emotionally, when we get into a state of fight or flight that's related to burnout, we start to become more irritable. That's one of the things we'll start to become more irritable, especially our loved ones get it first. Those Mm -hmm. that are around us that are close to us where we don't have to be professional Mm -hmm. in our work setting or business setting, they get the brunt of it, unfortunately. And it's, you know, it's not right. It's usually not intended, but unfortunately it shows up that way. And then it starts to get worse where it trickles, trickles down into coworkers or employees and you start to see someone getting, you know, a little snippy with their employees. Then it turns into colleagues. So there's this, this progression on how the irritability happens. Mm-hmm. The other way that shows up mentally or emotionally is in your ability to focus, hold attention, be creative, be analytical in a productive way, especially mm-hmm. if you're doing anything where it requires a lot of critical thinking or content producing. Mm-hmm. A lot of people will start to see a decline in that. And when that suffers, then, of course, the business or job that suffers. So that's another compounding factor on the emotional part. So then it can lead to even depressive symptoms, anxiety symptoms and can lead to more of a um, medical or mental health diagnosis. Whereas when it started, it was kind of more of a social aspect and then it can turn into a mental health aspect
0: yeah which is yeah which in a way is a little bit scary and you kind of want to get in there before it becomes a mental health challenge don't you yeah you definitely Um, do I also I think it's a little bit it's a little bit ironic because I know we're all really comfortable with our loved ones and they usually they usually experience or see us in all forms (laughs) all emotions and they're usually the people that we actually want to be our best self with and enjoy life to the full. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, when we're constantly stressed and experiencing burnout, yeah. that's not what they experience and that's not who they experience when it comes to us. Yeah. Yeah. Which is unfortunate.
1: It really is because it often changes relationships and can be a permanent change. Mm. And if we can recognize the signs of burnout ahead of time and get help, and be okay with getting help, you can salvage Mm -hmm. a lot of those relationships.
0: And if you were to uh, consolidate or perhaps highlight the top three to five symptoms that you see in clients experiencing burnout, or the most common, uh, what do you think they are? The biggest thing
1: is pain, Mm
0: -hmm. say
1: chronic pain. Um, That starts to show up because the body starts to change position when you're Mm -hmm. under stress. Mm -hmm. When that happens, you're not aware that the muscles start to contract and pull on bones. And so you wake up one day and all of a sudden you have pain and that, that further increases irritability. Mm -hmm. So I'd say irritability would be probably another symptom of some type of burnout. Mm -hmm. Um, Depression would be another sign of burnout. It can be withdrawal from Typical activities, participation in life events. And I would say even probably the last part of it is you could even develop anxiety attacks. Yeah. Um, so there's, as well as other health problems, but I, I would say it kind of goes m- physically and mentally and emotionally together first. And then you start to get more of the severe health conditions that sh- that mm. crop up after that.
0: Yeah. And, and how do you address burnout with your clients? Mm-hmm.
1: So the work that we do is we're helping people learn how to calm down the nervous system mm-hmm. so they feel safe and secure in their body. Mm-hmm. Most people don't realize that they do have control over it and that they can learn how to, this is going to sound really patronizing, but relax their body. Mm-hmm. So when, if I were to say to you, Elena, just relax, relax your body. Most people don't want, don't want to hear anyone tell them just relax. It's patronizing, it's annoying, and you just tighten up even more. Mm -hmm. But most people, when you go down to the nuts and bolts, they don't know how to relax their body. Mm -hmm. They don't know how to feel a release of that tension, especially if they're in a high stress anxiety environment, Mm -hmm. especially if they're experiencing burnout because their body has changed so much that it forgot how to relax and to release the mm-hmm. abnormal changes that have occurred over the period of the stressing events. Mm-hmm. And so what we work on is how to get the body to release the abnormal as- physical aspects of the stress that contributes to a change in body position. Like let's give you, let's say your low back, for example, low back. Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. so common. That's often because when we're stressed, we lift up our rib cage and we throw our chest forward, we pull our shoulders back in effort to get into this fight or flight mode to generate more energy just to be able to withstand the stressor. Mm -hmm. When you do that, your back muscles start to contract abnormally on the spine, and that leads to a wide variety of pains. Mm -hmm. But by the time you have the pain, you don't even realize that whole process happened And you don't even know how to change that because all you know is your back is tight all the time. Yeah. All you know is your hamstrings are tight all the time Mm. and you feel like you're very inflexible. All of that is related to the body changing over time in response to high levels of stress, Mm. whether it's physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, intellectual. Mm -hmm. So we work on getting the body to change back to release what happened so that you can feel the relief and you can let go. Mm -hmm. And you start to see people, and this happens to me all the time, they're on Zoom, they actually fall asleep. While I'm talking to them, guiding them through this process, they fall asleep on me, and so I have to wake them up. It's because their body was so ramped up, they're learning how to relax, they're doing it to themselves, it's not Mm -hmm. hypnosis or anything like that, but they're literally turning off that fight or flight nervous system. So their mm-hmm. body just goes right into parasympathetics and they're just release, and they just feel fabulous because they're letting go. Yeah. And now they can take that energy that they were diverting into holding themselves into fight or flight state, they can divert it into having patience mm-hmm. to deal with issues, the ability to focus, improve creativity, attention. Mm-hmm. They can feel safe in their body, they can be more flexible. So there's a wide things that we're working, wide variety of things that we're working on as we're getting a person to relax and let
0: go. It sounds like the focus there is the nervous system. Is that is that correct? Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes. That's the crux of it is we're working on getting that nervous system to free up and calm down.
0: And why is it so important that someone learns how to control that nervous system?
1: Well, because that nervous system affects pretty much all of our body systems. It affects the cardiovascular system, the musculoskeletal system, digestive system, hormonal system, mm-hmm. the sleep system, like there are, it affects everything. and we're not taught how to regulate it. That's just something mm-hmm. we're not taught growing up. And so many ailments that we blame on aging or arthritis mm-hmm. are really because of this nervous system getting out of hand and us not controlling it. Mm -hmm. And I can say that because I've worked with many people in their seventies that had chronic pain or other issues. Mm -hmm. When We calmed them down. Their chronic pain went away and they didn't have a joint replacement. They didn't have the back surgery. They stopped taking blood pressure medications. They stopped taking anxiety medications. So I say that because there are other solutions Mm -hmm. besides invasive
0: interventions before I kind of ask you about like how your method and how how you help I might go back a little bit because I know you alluded to having clients sometimes that fall asleep is that because that stress is just impacting people's sleep to the point where when you allow them to relax they're falling asleep
1: yeah so that that's very accurate so when we hold our body in this state of fight or flight all day long mm our nervous system learns to keep us that way. Mm-hmm. So at night, just because we close our eyeballs doesn't mean our nervous system now, poof, knows how to stop. It yeah. keeps it going and keeps your body in a state of fight or flight. So there's no coherence between rest and your body. Once ramped up, your eyeballs are trying to say, okay, I need sleep. So a lot of people don't get good quality sleep. They're very sleep deprived. So when mm-hmm. they learn how to be safe in their body and to let go, Mm. They're so sleep deprived, they fall asleep. Yeah. Even though someone has their eyeballs on them and watching their body. And usually when someone's looking at you and watching you, you you're (laughs) very self-conscious and you don't fall asleep. Yeah. That tells you how relaxed they get, despite the fact that I'm just sitting there watching their torso and their chest move and their butt move and all this stuff. That's how how sleep deprived they are. And it's a beautiful experience. I hate waking them up, but at the same time, I'm like, Okay, this is a session. I want to teach as much as possible. So usually at the end of the session, I'm like, okay, go practice some more, fall asleep, and just let yourself sleep.
0: Yeah, I. um, The funny thing is, well, I don't now it's funny because I'm I'm better. But just literally, not last night, the night before, uh, something happened at work that day, and it's really stressed me out. It really got to me emotionally. And that night I struggled to sleep so much. It was like 2 a.m. and I was still tossing and turning and I was still really irritable and angry and playing out scenarios in my mind so I was, I was pretty stressed out. Yeah. And I, I usually have quite a few herbal essence oils at home and coincidentally um, right next to me there was a rosemary oil and I smelt it. Yeah. Immediately it relaxed me. And um, I fell asleep. I mean I had to wake up at six, so I only had like three, four hours sleep that night. But I was pretty tired throughout the day. And then last night, after going to a Pilates class, I came home and I i crashed. I slept like a baby and I feel so much better today. But yeah, interestingly that smelling that aroma oil helped. Um okay. and I, I'm curious to understand, like, so what are what are some of your methods in in helping heal clients when you put all of that together, including like addressing the nervous system, the sleep, and and mm-hmm. also teaching them how to control the nervous system moving forward so they don't experience the same level of burnout.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So when we work together, we go through a lot of we'll I'll, you know, ask you a lot, like what is your sleep? Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about the latest and greatest about sleep habits and stuff, make sure that those are part of a person's routine. We'll talk a little bit about nutrition, make sure that they're not eating something inflammatory that's really disruptive to them. Mm. But the main thing, the, the PAVR method is working on changing your body position and breathing mm. mechanics, not breath work, but mechanics so that you physically stop stimulating the fight or flight nervous system that mm. most people have no awareness that they're
0: doing. Okay
1: let me give you an example. So if you think about if you have a cat or a dog, when mm. they sleep, a lot of times they sleep curled up in a ball. They're nice and cozy. When they wake up, they stand up, they arch their back, and they stretch their back. Mm. They're activating yes. the fight or flight nervous system to wake up. When we're drowsy and we're sitting in something, and what do we do? We do the same thing. We arch our back, put our arms back behind us and say, oh, okay, I'm tired. And then we wake ourselves up. So what we're physically doing is we're contracting our back muscles along our spine Mm -hmm. to stimulate that fight-or-flight nervous system to wake up. Okay. So unfortunately, though, we also do this anytime we're stressed. Mm -hmm. When we're stressed, our rib cage lifts up, our front lower ribs lift up, and you can tell If you, if you put your hands on your lower ribs in front, you can, if you feel a drop off, you know, your ribs have lifted up and most people can feel that doesn't matter what size you are, how much belly fat, that doesn't matter. Mm. But most people will feel some type of drop off between their ribs and their muscle. Mm. That tells me their rib cage is elevated in the front. Their back is arched more than was designed for Mm -hmm. their human body. Yeah. So that means their back muscles are compressing on the fight or flight nervous system. What it also means is because they've lifted up the ribs in front, they're not supporting their diaphragm. Mm -hmm. So when they breathe, they're not using their diaphragm to maximal efficiency. So they have to lift up the ribs even further to breathe. So now the way they position themselves and the way they breathe, both are stimulating the fight or flight nervous system to ramp them up, to tell their body to tighten everything up, to tell their body they're in a heightened state. So everything that happens mentally and emotionally will be perceived at a greater danger. So, we work on reversing all that. How to get the body to release all that. So, as you're exhaling, your breastbone's melting in, you're letting your belly button spill out. You start to feel your ribs drop down in front, and Mm. you start to feel this wave of relaxation go through your body. And then you have to learn how to stabilize there. It's one thing to learn how to relax everything and let go. But if you can't stabilize and keep yourself there, it's not going to hold and you're going to go right back into that spiral the next day when you wake up. Yeah. And that's the key because that happens far too often is we'll go somewhere. We can figure something out. We get relief and we're right back at it because the nervous system hasn't learned how to change and mm-hmm. you haven't learned how to control it. So what we're doing is teaching you how to do that. And we're putting you in various positions. So you learn how to sense something rewire the nervous system, and then progress from there. And it works for all sorts of issues. I've done this with professional athletes here in the US. I've done it with high, high net worth business owners, Mm. not famous, the person next door.
0: It's we're human. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So it works for humans.
0: (laughs) Um, Yeah, to be honest, as you're talking, as Mm -hmm. you're talking us through it, it's making me want to relax full of sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Thank you so much for all of that. I mean, I feel like we've covered quite a bit there. Uh, Is there anything that I haven't asked you that you think would be of value to our audience to share? Um,
1: Yeah, I would just say be a little bit proactive Mm. about all this. So many people wait until they're really in a, in a bad state. Mm. There is a push right now for self-care and for um, trying to, you know, just manage and balance out the life. Jump onto that bandwagon and see what suits you. Mm. Do some assessments. Throughout your day, do you feel tension? Do you catch yourself holding your breath? check your belly. Do you find yourself sucking your gut up and in? Are you sitting at the edge of your chair? All of these things show up and are signs that your nervous system are ramped up. The more you can start to allow yourself to have moments of relaxation, you're starting to learn your nervous system, you're trying to teach your nervous system how to learn how to turn off. Mm. I completely understand about being successful, being type a ramped up, rah, 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 accomplishment. <laughs> world. Yeah. Totally get that. And that's often in the corporate business world. I understand that your body can only take so much and you'll actually be more productive. If you turn off your nervous system throughout the day and let it relax, mm. Product, your productivity goes through the roof. And I can say that with experience because I have, I've, done a lot in various realms of this world, in the Mm. fitness world, in the creativity, artistic world, the business world, the academic world. And I used to push myself to the limits. And I get done more things now that I work on keeping my nervous system under control than I did back when I was just pushing forward, full steam ahead, yeah. you'll sleep when you die type of attitude. Gosh, yeah. All those things that made me so unhealthy. Mm. And I had to change. It was either change or end up in a hospital. And I to- I chose to change.
0: Yeah. Do you know what's interesting with what you're saying? I remember, oh, gosh, how many years ago was it now? Maybe five or just a little bit more. Mm-hmm. When this whole wellness industry really started to become quite prominent, a bit, bit more, it's more so now. Yeah, and I remember they're starting to become wellness programs in our workplace. And I remember at the time, my manager encouraging it, and I, and I remember turning around and saying to her, "How unfortunate is it that we are now in a society where we need to proactively and consciously make effort on our wellness?" Mm-hmm because the the possibility of burnout is just imminent. Yeah. Um, and she froze and she was like, that is so true. How unfortunate is it that we need this billion-dollar industry, maybe more, yeah, to prevent serious illnesses? And I think it's necessary. I'm grateful that we have the industry. That's why you and I are, are yeah. in this industry because we've experienced certain personal scenarios that have led us to have our own purpose within this industry. yeah. But at the same time, when you look at it, take a step back and look at it, you're just almost saying how unfortunate is it that circumstances, the way businesses potentially work, uh, how much we're stimulated aren't constantly on a daily basis has mm-hmm. made it necessary to consciously put our wellness first and prioritise it.
1: Yeah. And it's interesting because some companies have tried to incorporate a gym or something Mm. like that into their business and, you know, for their employees. And I applaud that. But in the next breath, they're firing a whole bunch of people or laying a whole bunch of people off and saying, now you have three times the workload, get to it. Mm. Yeah. So, and I understand economics is, is a vital importance to help people keep a business running, but at the same time, if you can't take care of your employees and you don't give them space to be able to breathe and release, it's going to be really difficult to keep a business going on, you know, either the economic level or just the personnel level. It's hard. I agree. Yeah. Mm.
0: Yeah. Now, Amy, I know you've also got a bit of a cheat sheet to de-stress your body for our audience. Um, I am sharing this Uh, your website link in the description of this episode where um, anyone who's listening can download it for free. It's a free guide, isn't it? Yeah, it is.
1: It is. And it's to help you get started on that process that I was talking about. It's kind of the beginning steps just to help you start to learn um, Mm -hmm. how to start to relax your body, how to de-stress it, how to get into the correct position for this Mm -hmm. to happen as well. Mm -hmm. Because if you're in a position of fight or flight, Your body's not going to be able to relax. So that's utmost. Before you can do anything to promote relaxation, we have to get you in the correct position
0: to allow that to happen.
1: Thank you, Amy.
0: Thank you so much for the cheat sheet for our audience. And thank you so much for joining me today. It's been lovely having this conversation with you. Uh, It's definitely made me think about whether I want to lock in a session with you next time I feel the way I did the other night um but yeah thank you so much and and thank you to our audience who have tuned in to listening to us i hope you all have a gut healthy and wellness week thank you elena thank you for taking the time and tuning in to today's podcast episode to get a notification for when the next episode is available hit subscribe i hope you all have a healthy gut and wellness week